listen play on 90 Day Fiance, Crazy in Love, the podcast. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. She's no stranger to a Jack and Coke in the morning. The one and only Teresa, you alcoholic, you lush, you... Let me let me let me do my thing. Hello, everyone. How is everyone doing? I tried to step on your your slogan or whatever you called it. You did step on your me. Catch, your catchphrase. It's phrase. my catchphrase. You did step on my catchphrase. By the way. Yes. Sorry. Also, who drinks Jack and Coke in our family? <laughs> well, I started with Jack and Coke, and then I lost the Coke and stuck with the Jack. But we were watching this episode. Bojangles is oh, at that. Oh, I, I saw what Bojangle was I drinking. Didn't, I didn't know what he was drinking. You were just like Jack and Coke, <laughs> Jack and Coke at ten a.m. I'm like, okay, you can see uh, that thing a mile away. Very true. I mean, I've drunk Jack and Coke in the past. Mm-hmm. Who it's hasn't? Usually, exactly. This is usually they're like, I'm so drunk, I don't know what else to drink. Give me Jack and Coke. Yikes! Yeah, I've, I've got some Jack and Coke stories that we're not going to get into. The mornings are not pretty, especially in your 30s. <laughs> Check out our Instagram, guys. We posted a great meme about being hungover in your 30s. True story. This was all Teresa, and I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a great meme. Thank I you. It. Thank I smashed you. that like button from our own account. Thank you. Actually, that's the story behind the meme is very real, and I'm sure it's not just me. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. The second you have one extra drink, mm-hmm. the mornings are usually mm-hmm. not pretty, and the older you get, the harder, <laughs> harder it gets. Yes. Well, not always. That's why Viagra comes into play, because sometimes the older you get, the softer You know I'm talking gets. about alcohol, right? Yeah, sorry. Anyway, speaking John of... John is like late in his 70s. <laughs> speaking of Instagram and memes, I don't even know where that comment came from. But follow us on Instagram if you haven't yet at 90 Day Crazy in Love. Make sure you follow us there. We're doing our Sunday Night Lives there as mm-hmm. we did last night, which was a blast as always. That was a good one. Last night, I mean, maybe if you watch it back, you're not going to think it was amazing but in the moment i thought uh it was great because we had so many people interacting with us and we had one ex-cast member (laughs) interacting with us which was awesome so shout out to shout out to andy naples andy naples he'll say he's not a cast member he was on for a few eight minutes minutes. eight minutes it's more than probably most of us ever been i've never ever be on 90 day jesus whoa but Seriously, thanks everyone for coming and hanging out. It was a ton of fun. So yes. make sure you, the, you do that next Sunday. Very well. true. And we also had Jovi joining in for about 10 seconds. <laughs> I think Jovi hit the <laughs> wrong button. Jovi was like, oh, what's this? Oh, who's who's this? Is this an, another Ukrainian? No, that's Listen, Teresa. Maybe he'll join us next time and we'll get to chat with him a bit. Obviously, no spoilers. Yes. Yes. Because we we are against spoilers. We're anti-spoilers. So we are anti-spoilers. So if it ever happens, we'll make sure that we just talk about what we know. Because I don't think they're allowed to spoil. Otherwise, they're gonna they're gonna break their contract, and it's not gonna be good for anybody. Listen, the other way, all those freaking spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Like they they literally and. I keep saying this all the time because I have to. The other way would have been much better if half of the cast members didn't spoil it for us on social media. Well, forget, that's why- forget how slow it was. Forget how not as much drama as we like. 
it had, but the spoilers. But that's why it's kind of our fault. We don't have to follow these cast members on social media. We talked to a couple of people last night on our live who said they're not following cast members for that very reason. So That's it's our true, fault. but it's our fault. it is our fault, and it's not because if we didn't follow them, then we wouldn't get those like juicy updates, yeah. like Paul calling the police on Karini, who's sleeping with her neighbors while Pierre laying on the Jeez. bed. So don't follow the cast members, but follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Crazy in Love. Also, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Listen. I'm not even going to name the podcast platforms tonight because I think people know where they're listening. Just look down on your phone and smash that subscribe button. Yeah, guys, smash it like it's hot. And while you're smashing that button, it would be great if you could leave a review. Just take a minute. Please just take a minute. This is this is what we're asking for our holiday gift. I was just going to say that. So I'm say like, it. tis the season. Tis the season to leave a review. Exactly. So if you haven't yet, please, please do that. All right. What do you say? You want to do a little 90 day, by the way? Totally, because as we learned yesterday, it's not just my favorite segment. Mm. A lot of people actually love it, which is awesome. I can't believe you're surprised. Oh, I'm not surprised. This is the only segment I put any work into. So the fact that you are surprised that people enjoy it kind of upsets me. No. Doesn't upset me, but I question you. Don't you th- question me. Okay. okay. I'm not surprised by people liking it. I'm just surprised by every single time, like, you know, I see all these people logging in, talking to us, like saying that, oh, we love this, we love that. It just surprises me that people actually want to do this with us, you know? Surprises yeah. me in a good way. Oh, of course. It's all good surprises. So, all good surprises. All good. And John never tells me about his secret segment. So, so speaking of surprises. Sometimes I'm as surprised as you guys. Let's do it. By the way, number one. Go for it. T-shirts, mugs, bedspreads. Those are not the only place Rebecca of Rebecca and Zied's face has appeared. Okay. Rebecca's face has actually graced the big screen. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that Rebecca was in a movie? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, is this like Elizabeth number two? Like a really crappy movie? No. So get this. Rebecca, she put it on her social media a couple days. It was a throwback Thursday that Mm -hmm. she was doing. And she was featured. She was a featured extra. I should say. So not just an extra, a featured extra in the 2016 action comedy hit Keeping Up with the Joneses. I don't know if you've heard of this movie, Keeping Up with the Joneses, but it's no small film. I have not heard of it. Is it something like We Are the Millers? It's a similar similar name. (laughs) Guys, We Are the Millers is one of my favorite stupid (laughs) movies. I think we watched it four times over Thanksgiving. It's <laughs> so good. No, it's uh, it follows a suburban couple and who they suspect their new neighbors are secret agents. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Now I want to see it. But so it stars Rebecca. Not really features her. But who else is in this movie? Isla Fisher's in it. John Hamm is in it. Oh. Zach, Zach Galifianakis what? is in it. It's a lot. So much star power, so much. Oh, so much. How, how did she get that gig? I don't know. She, so she. She's full of surprises, this little lady. I know. 
So her role is actually one of Isla Fisher's friends. She's in Isla Fisher's friend group. So I'm sure you could picture just Rebecca hanging out with Isla Fisher. She is and, actually friends with her? No, but in the movie, okay, she, was, okay, okay. she was part of the posse, part of the gang. What? Right? Right? Kind of crazy. It definitely eclipses Libby's role as a cashier in Homeland. <laughs> Homeland. I don't even know why. Homeland. And all her like religious <laughs> strange movies. Well, she was in one. She was in one movie on Amazon Prime. Yeah, so, for like 1.5 stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm making this up, but I know it was bad. So that's kind of kind of crazy, Rebecca. Like Rebecca, isn't she full of surprises, this lady? She's like she's what's like she was a PI. She was a PI. Oh, she was actually married to a 20-year-old Moroccan uh, man yeah. who took total advantage of her. She also was a lesbian for just a little bit. That's true. She's now she now she was in a movie. She's covered in tattoos. So th- I think she gives an image of a freaking badass, like yeah, her tattoos, is. her being a PI. But I think deep down, she just wants love and she was hurt and burned <laughs> so many times. I, I don't know where you're going with this. This is kind of deep. I think she wants attention maybe. And that's why she's in movies and on television. Well, obviously, but I think deep down, she just <laughs> wants love. Isn't that what we all want deep down? It's just to be loved. I found it. Awesome. But not in a hopeless place. I found it on tw- Tinder. <laughs> okay, Rihanna. Is that, I was no. going to say, is that a hopeless place? No. No, apparently not. Tinder is the place. It's the place. Okay, that's, by the way, number one. Love it. I'm going to check it out. Surprising. We should watch that movie over, yeah. over the holiday break. Yeah. Cool. Oh, after Christmas. Why? Because... It's the season of bad Christmas movies. So we can't watch Keeping Up with the Joneses or whatever? After tw- the 25th. Okay, fair enough. Let's talk about, by the way, number two. Okay. Because speaking of the silver screen, a few years back before 90 Day Fiance fame, Yara made another appearance on television. What? Back in her motherland, it appears she was on some sort of dating show. So there's not a ton of information on this, but a fan, Aura Q8, uploaded this two-minute-long clip to Reddit. And in this clip, you see Yara. Doesn't look so much like her today, but you can you can recognize her. She introduces herself as Yaroslava. Yeah, Yaroslava. That's a Czech name, too. Okay. But with a J. Okay, well, this is Y-A-R-O-S-L-A-V-A. That's the Ukrainian-Russian way of spelling it. Okay, so Yaroslava, a 19-year-old who's a big party girl who loves nightclubs, rich men, and foreigners, preferably. Oh, sounds like her. Yeah, so (laughs) the best part of this is she's kind of just going, doing her thing, talking, but there's a narrator who is narrating what she's doing in this clip, but he's speaking, what is he? Ukrainian. Yeah, he's speaking Ukrainian, so there's just subtitles. And it says, like, Yaroslava's mother is a simple baker from Zakarpatia, and her father is a successful businessman from Hungary whose separation has traumatized her significantly. (laughs) She's just, like, trying to look pretty while they're talking about her, her simple baker mother and her... I don't know, runaway father. Jesus. Yeah, but the 
big takeaway of this is she's clearly wanted to marry a foreigner for years. Not even that. She clearly wanted to be on TV. Well, that too. But isn't that isn't that a reoccurring theme with these people? They're all looking for fame, whether it's 15 minutes yeah. or longer. They want to be in movies. They want to be on TV. And that's why they're going on 90 I don't Day. Get the, like, I sometimes I don't get the foreigner part. What do you mean? Well, like if you, when you're 19, you're like, oh, I want to marry a foreigner. That's like, oh, like that's very different, you know, culture shock. Can I translate it for you? Yes. They don't want to marry a foreigner. They want to come to America. But if you haven't seen this video that I'm talking about, this Yara dating video, just Google Yara dating show video. I think Screen Rant has a clip of it. Check it out. It's a laugh. It's it's a good time. So Can we add it. a link to our bio for, for all our followers and listeners? Uh, we could probably do something like that. Yeah, but we'll <laughs> add a link to our bio for, <laughs> for always, a week. You're always trying to come up with ways to make me work harder. Well, I can do it too, but you found the video, so hello. Yes. Yeah, no, we should share it with you guys for sure. Yeah, so we're going to put it in our bio for one week. If we get enough followers on Instagram. That's why we're asking you guys to follow us at 90 Day Crazy in Love. We'll eventually be able to do swipe up stories. And so we can yeah. just link to it from our stories. But I think you need How many like, followers do we need? I think you need like 10,000. Yeah. So we, tell your friends. Tell your friends because all our followers are real. We're not buying followers. <laughs> what, do, why do some people do that? A lot of people buy followers. What uh-huh. are you talking about? Oh, uh-huh. well, I don't see how that helps I know, you. I know. I see a lot of girls who have like, Oh, I'm an actress and an influencer. I have twenty thousand followers, but then you post the picture and you get thirty likes. Right, I you're don't, not. You yeah. don't get twenty thousand. You don't have twenty thousand followers if you have thirty likes. You buy followers. Just from a marketing standpoint, I don't think people pay you by the number of followers you have. They pay you for engagements. Yeah. So you're just not getting the engagements yeah. equivalent to your followers. But all I'm saying is that everything on our page is real and original. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Don't know it. why you felt the need to say that. I, well, why not? Am I right? <laughs> I guess. Sure. I mean, I might as well share it with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should buy some likes for that latest meme we put up because it's not doing as well as we We're thought it was going to buy likes. I'm I believe, kidding. I believe in humor. Yeah. I do too. Just some people don't share a sense of humor, I guess. I also don't think it reaches a lot of people for some reason. The algorithm might be off. There's something weird going on. There's something, because we can see the stats behind the memes and not to get political, but something happened around the election where the hashtag search feature was disabled. So you could no longer see recent posts from that hashtag and the numbers just fell. Yeah. Dramatically. All I'm saying is that you can tell, like, you can tell when you post a good meme, you can tell when you post a bad meme, right? Or like a decent meme. When you post a decent, good meme, <laughs> and you're like, what's happening? <sighs> All right, moving on, guys. I could talk about enough, our memes forever. Enough about, about social media. Let's talk about Sunday night talking 90 day fiance, the original. I know. It, it's still my favorite. It's it warms like, my heart that we're watching the original, the original construct It's been of a while since we rate. had the original season on. It seems like that. Yeah. It seems like that. And so far, this one's delivering. I said it last night on the live. I said it's probably the worst of the episodes. This is the third. It so was the slowest one so far, but it was lines, also the third one. The storylines didn't evolve as much as they had in the previous two. But listen. 
it was still a lot better than anything we got on the other way. So I'm still excited. Still happy. Oh, I'm so pumped. Still happy with what we got. So let's talk about it. Let's start with Brandon and Julia. So Brandon and BJ, BJ, they're still in <laughs> D.C. I call them BJ because they're a sexual couple. They're also, they're, Brandon and Julia, am I right? Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you figured that one out. But there's just so much sexual tension between them, you know. So BJ, they're still in D.C. It's Julia's first morning in the States. And Julia doesn't want to get out of bed because she's a little bitter. She's a little bitter over the awkward interrogation slash dinner with Ron and Betty from the night before. I mean, for this, I don't blame her. Yeah, I won't say I blame her, but she's here at this nice hotel that I'm sure Ron and Betty are paying for. In Washington, D.C. In Washington, D.C., about to go live with them in their home. She's probably not going to pay any bills. So, come on, take it easy. Deal with the fact that these are your future Mm in-laws and they have some ideas and some questions and some requests of you and get your ass out of bed and let's go on this guided tour. Oh, totally. Also... Like, what I'm saying, I can see her point is maybe she wants to spend some time just with Brandon and they can do the sightseeing on their own. But as you said, Betty and Ron are probably praying for it and they all are going to live together for a long time, I believe. (laughs) So she might as well get used to it. So, yeah, it's their last day in D.C., so... The whole plan here is let's do some sightseeing, right? Before we go to start our life on the farm, let's do some sightseeing. Tour guide Betty has this adventure all planned out. and Which Ju- is nice. Yeah, she definitely, you can tell she put some thought into this. Yeah. She wasn't like, let's just walk around and see what happens. She, she had some spots she wanted to hit. And Julia just wanted to make sure she was hitting the best selfie spots. And who wears a dress for sightseeing in D.C.? Someone who knows they're going to take selfies every second of this trip. Oh, girl. No, she did. She looked like a Bond villain or she looked like, yeah, she looked like she was straight out of a James Bond film. Wannabe. Wannabe. (laughs) Wannabe. Yeah. But she knew what she was doing. She knew she had to strike those poses. She says she doesn't leave her house without a selfie stick and travels with her everywhere because she loves taking a ton of photos. (laughs) And I know so many girls like that. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into it. So Betty, Ron, Brandon, Julia pile into this car, head into the city. And right. She's not holding Brandon's hand. I don't think she's holding the selfie stick. That's the thing that's most important to her. She's clinging to the selfie stick for life because as she says, she wants to make everyone jealous back home. And as Ron and Betty say, it's her third hand. <laughs> Betty's like, did you notice Julia has a third arm? Betty. So good. Oh, but yeah, it's the third arm that she also probably props up in their hotel room mm-hmm. and they probably film sex tapes with, oh, that, with that third arm. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they have something to look at when they have the separate rooms. Oh, that's true. <laughs> remember remember when we shared a bed? Oh. Oh, my gosh. Let's not go there. But I was going to say something and it slipped my mind. So let's keep talking and I'll probably think of it. Okay, sorry. So, all right, Julia's out there taking selfies, forcing Brandon to take influencer 
photos of her. Meanwhile, these photos rarely include Brandon. And I just thought of it. So I was going to say, when you and I started dating, 95% of my photos are just you and me, mm-hmm. right? Like you and me doing things, you and me visiting family, you and me traveling. And the reason why I love taking photos of you and I is because I believe and I know that we're going to be together forever. Mm-hmm. So there is no need for me taking a single photo in case, oh, I want to remember the time I went on the vacation, but forget John, right? Yeah. But with Julia, she takes a photo with Brandon and then 15 photos without him. What does it say? Well, has anyone ever scrolled back in their photos and admired a photo of themselves alone? I don't think so. You never, oh, look at me. Just look at me here in front of the Washington Monument. No, it's kind of a depressing moment if you're just there by yourself. Yeah. You want to remember, oh, I was here with my fiance. I was here with the love of my life. We shared this. Mm -hmm, This Exactly. This was a beautiful moment. And they should also get uh, the little, what is it? We got it. It's like a phone stand or a camera holder. Oh, and it has the remote. Yes. Yeah, it's a tripod. Tripod. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, somehow John and Ivy lost part of the tripod, so it doesn't work anymore. But it was a great thing. <laughs> well, yeah, when we went hiking, were we in Shenandoah? Is that where we yeah, lost Yeah, we were in it? Shenandoah National Park in Virginia, and we hiked this beautiful mountain and wanted to take some nice photos and realized we were missing half of the tripod. Well, because during COVID, we used to just go sightsee and then ask someone, hey, do you mind taking our photo? And everyone was super nice. So it's like, sure, like we'll take it. Not anymore. With COVID, you want to maintain your distance. So we said, well, we should get one of those tripod selfie stick things that you can wrap around a tree or stand up and then you just have a remote. Mm-hmm. Click, click. You got a couple photos. But the day we lost it was also the day I, I almost lost my thumb because I Oh my god. <laughs> I bought a I bought a knife. I bought I don't know if you guys know it's called like an everyday carry knife. It's probably a four inch blade, but we do a lot of lots of hiking, so it's good to have. Yeah, I figured we're going in the woods. We're hiking for, you know, 10, 15 miles. It's probably good to have a knife on you. So I bought a knife and walked two steps into this trail. Point zero 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 one miles on the trail. And I'm like flipping this blade back and Just forth. Just playing cool saying, look at, look at my knife. And I went to flip it closed and it took off the top of my finger. Oh my gosh. Luckily we were only point zero 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 yeah, one miles from the car. Yeah, literally like next, next to my car. Because we rushed back bandaged up my finger. I was just I was just dripping blood the entire way to the car and I'm sure people later that day were like, what happened? Not even here? people, the bears probably well, loved true. it. But so that was the day we lost some part of the selfie stick. Well, it wasn't a selfie stick, it's a tripod. But I think it's because, you know, I lost a lot of blood. I wasn't thinking straight. Yeah, I was probably. Feeling, feeling very faint. We should day. we should get a new one. It was great. It was great. And and Julia should too with the remote so she doesn't have to bother poor Brandon. Yeah, and also they can take pictures together. Oh, that's a novel idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, meanwhile, while this photo shoot is happening, poor Betty just trying to guide this tour while Julia and her third arm are modeling in the back. Betty's walking around like, 
Okay, look at this monument. They began construction on this in 1848, but was halted for 23 years due to lack of funds. And Julia's just like, does does this monument make me look fat? How do I look in front of this monument? I don't care when it was built. Is this a good backdrop? Do people do people overseas know where this is? Is this envious that I'm here? She doesn't care, and is she, you know. Betty was walking, walking around saying, oh, look, this is the Washington Monument. And as we learned later, Julia doesn't even like politics. So it says nothing to her. I would say I don't blame her. She's been in this country for two days. Why would she bother with our politics? No, not just in U.S. politics. I don't think she likes politics in general. Yeah, but I guess you can answer this for me. Politics are a thing here in America, right? Oh, yeah. And you know how deep I am in. You are, surprisingly, for a foreigner, very invested. For oh, someone I'm, who, <laughs> I'm so invested in politics. For someone who can't vote, you're very invested. But I don't think politics are... Not yet. Tell me, tell me though, if I'm accurate. I don't think politics are what they are in other countries. Like, I don't... I don't think it's the same in Czech as it is here. No, it's not as big because, honestly, it's not as much shit going on. I'm going to mm-hmm. say it is, and yeah. you can translate it however you want. Uh, but I've always been interested in politics. I've always been interested in what's going on. Probably less in Czech because, again, less was going on, and I was also younger. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my mascara and perfect makeup was more important than what's going on. Jeez. But now, you, now you sound like Amira, just interested in your makeup and makeup news and listen, buying I was makeup. Listen, 18. Uh-huh. That's, well, when can you vote in Czech? 18. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just turned 18. I had the right to vote and I couldn't well, care less. Well, I tell less. you what, I never got a chance to vote because I missed it. Because? I turned 18 and left when I was 20. No elections in between. Mm. In between, so. Yeah, the year I turned 18, I voted for the president. Yeah, let's not get into it, though. So, out of nowhere, right, Julia's doing her, her fashion modeling and all of a sudden, Ron's like, Julie and I are going to go grab some burgers. We're going to go grab a couple of burgers. Brandon, Betty, how about you two have your own conversation about some hot meat and buns? That was so unnatural. It, there's a couple unnatural transitions in this episode. That was one of them when Jovi just took off to do his work call. Yeah. That was a little unnatural. It's kind of like, we get it. We got to move this storyline along. Yeah. But it seemed scripted yeah. a little bit. So okay. I was just a quick thought looking at Betty don't you think she looks like she just came straight right straight from the 70s mm, yeah I guess more like or literally less. there is nothing there is no 21st century vibe about her I mean she's a, a farm woman she no, lives no, on no. a farm it's the way she looks and Ron doesn't look that way Ron looks like you know an older man living in this century Betty looks like she gets stuck in the 70s. I don't think guys have as many tells as women do. Women, it's your fashion, it's your makeup, it's your hair. It's her hair. It's your hair. It's her hair. Guys kind of have worn the same thing from, I don't know, the 50s. It's very true. So I think you just put a suit on and you you can be in anywhere in between 1960s to basically now. Watch Mad Men and it's like, you know, it's still a great style for I the men. I think just more modern or like nowadays men wear more fitted suits. That's it. Yeah. But Betty's definitely got a touch of Amish going on. I Amish? Amish. <laughs> 
You don't think I so? I remember once you bought an Amish bench. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do great craftsmen. It was work. useless. Eh, we put we a couple put keys, things. keys on it because yeah. that's the only thing it could hold. Oh my gosh. All right. Anyways. So, but it, it looked pretty. So Ron and Julia, they go to grab some burgers. This is now Brandon's big moment to bring up the separate room conversation. Yeah. I always, every single time Brandon opens his mouth and I'm like, man, he's 27 years old or 28. Yeah, he's a he's a lot older than he seems. Yes, he is literally like way past him asking certain permissions. But I understand it's the parents' house. So Brandon basically just tells his mommy he doesn't understand the purpose of the separate rooms. And Betty, you know, this is her thought, and I get it. You're not married. You should be in separate rooms if you're not married. But more importantly. I don't want to hear you guys banging. Ew, Betty. I have a feeling Brandon in that moment was thinking like, I have to listen to you and dad bang. Oh, yeah. It's only fair that you listen to Julia and I bang. Oh, I think Betty and Ron are like going at it hard. You know they have a creaky bed. Ew. They probably have an Amish bed. They probably have an Amish bed. It creaks. It's probably beautiful and pretty well worn in. But Brandon does have a good argument here. He says, staying in separate rooms, it's only going to push them to move out faster, mm-hmm. which I believe if you're forcing us to stay yeah. apart, well, then we're just going to speed up this whole moving out thing. True. But also the parents know that he's broke and Julia won't be able to work until yeah. maybe six months to one year. Yeah. Betty basically calls his bluff and is like, all right. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> you know you're going to live with us, Brandon. Yes, but Calm I have to say, down. you know, she knows they had sex. She knows they've been doing whatever, right? They are engaged. I don't, and they are do, like deep in their 20s, right? Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? I mean, I'm with Betty. I don't want to hear you do it. But if you can no, promise ima- you'll be quiet. No, but imagine like. Me going to your parents' house before we get married and they would be like, oh, you guys have to stay in separate rooms. I would obviously do it, but I would feel like, okay, like we're not 17. Right. You know? Right. Like we are adults that been dating for a while. And in their case, they are engaged. I wouldn't be surprised if Betty and Ron thought Brandon was like 15 or 16. You look you at them. You think they forgot? Yeah, you look at them. You're like, what? Are, you're probably what? He's sixty. Can you even drive, bro? Like, he he well, does in, not look like he's in, in his twenties. In that 20s. case, I fully understand. Right. So <laughs> it is what it is. So Ron and Julia, they get back, and Betty's like, finally, it's about time. We still have nineteen more monuments to go tour. But Brandon's over it. So he tells his parents, him and Julia, they're going to head back. They've got their own plans. Which is good. I think I, f- I feel bad for Betty. But I, I think bad. it's oh. good for Julia and Brandon to be alone for a bit. But and the couple talk. friends, the couple friends are breaking up right in front of our well, face. Well, but they are, no, 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 they are not there yet. They need to bond before becoming couple friends. That's true. Takes time. It takes time. I just felt bad for Ron and Betty. Now they got to go do dinner themselves, but they'll probably have a little dessert too. I'm sure they'll enjoy whatever. They're going to borrow borrow Julia's third arm and do a little Let's move on. Let's let's move on. on. So BJ, (laughs) they're getting ready. They're heading out for dinner. Just the two of them. 
without Ron and Betty around, I think they kind of look like middle schoolers on a first date. But hey, they finally they're got their alone time. They're going out for dinner. It's date night, right? Julia's thrilled they finally have this alone time. She's stopped taking selfies for two seconds. That's mm-hmm. how excited she was. She didn't want to capture that moment. She didn't want to capture, oh, this is our first date here in the States. I mean, it's being captured on camera, so. That's true. That's true. She knows it. <laughs> That's all she cares about is being on but TV and being in America. I was kind of, I don't want to say mind blown because that would be too strong. But when Julia basically said she was in this situation before. Oh, yeah. I was like, girl. And you're st- not even you're still doing it, but I would say like, okay, if this happened to you before, you you probably think twice about the same situation with the next boyfriend, but not Julia. Tell me if I'm wrong. The way I interpreted it was that Julia basically verbally abused her ex. Oh yeah, I think she verbally abuses everyone because Brandon said something very similar that when she. I'm sorry to say that, but loses her shit. Yeah. That she just yells and then she's like, Mr. Jekyll, Dr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, those two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that she has two faces. She has the, oh, sweet, I love you. Let's make love, yada, yada, oh, yeah. yada. And then she has the like. I don't think Julia makes losing love. Losing her shit. I don't think Julia makes love. You think she just bangs? Oh, yeah. She just bangs. Okay, <laughs> she bangs. And then, and lo- I'm sure she loves Brandon. For some reason, I think there is a connection. They met over video while she was go-go dancing in a nightclub. Yes, but then the families met. I feel like the second you get the families involved, it gets a little more serious. Yeah, the families were not really vibing each other. The families were like, oh, Julia's kind of oh, no, crazy. No, no, no. I think the, the families were vibing each other. Well, Julia's family Julia- probably like, good, take her away. We're so sick of dealing with this. Yeah, I think Ron and Betty were a little... Hesitant. On the fence, hesitant, yeah. like, oh man, like, she's all crazy. And so Brandon said it, that Julia can be a crazy biatch. Yeah. And he didn't say biatch, I'm saying biatch. <laughs> but now it seems like Brandon is not the only boyfriend no. of Julia who no. thinks this. No. Julia finds herself in these situations quite and often, know, it's it like, seems like. She looks like a petite little girl, but then she opens her mouth and I mm. can totally see it. She's a bad girl. She's a bad and girl. And she says this about her too. Like, oh, my, the parents always think I'm the bad girl. Well, she's playing that character. I'm not saying on this television show. She's playing that character in life. Oh, I think she is the character. She wants to be the Bond villain. Look no, at the way I she dressed. No, I think she is. I know. But I think she's put some thought into it. I don't think... It's just naturally, oh, I'm just going to wear this outfit on a sightseeing tour. I think she wants to portray this character. Well, the outfit wasn't that bad. Like, I would wear a turtleneck dress. Yeah. Actually, it was a little, was a little I, cold. I thought looking. I'd do all one, but moving on. Yeah. When you go sightseeing, I would probably wear jeans and, you know, sneakers. But Yeah, but what kind of photos does that make for? It's just like me saying uh, I'm uh, I'm comfortable and happy with the way I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So look, BJ, they had their dinner. Brandon had to break the news that Mother Betty's not budging. You know, he he talked to her. She's not budging, which is a it's a super boner kill. But hey, Julie's <laughs> Julie's got to accept this sooner or later. She's yeah. gonna have to accept this, or she's gonna have to move home. Yes, but she she made a comment saying. I don't want to go through this again. 
through what she went against. Yeah, yeah. And and literally, as she as she was describing the situation, I was like, "You are in it already." It's not like, "Oh, I don't want to go through this again." You are in the situation again. I don't think so. Not she hasn't mentally committed to that because she's not at the farm yet. You'll see well, once she gets well, to saying- the farm. Then it's going to be reality, just as when Natalie arrived at Mike's house. Let's not skip ahead. But that's when it hit her. That's when she goes, oh, no. Yeah. And I think that's the uh-oh moment for the foreigners saying, wow, America is not all fancy and fabulous like the hotels in exactly. Seattle and the hotels in D.C. and the Kardashians, whatever houses, mm-hmm. housewives of DC and all the other cities. I don't watch it, guys, so I don't know. But you know what I'm saying. What's funny is none of these 90 people apparently watch 90 Day Fiance. They watch the Kardashians. They watch Real Housewives, and they go, "Oh, that's what it's going to be like when we move to America, guys." Watch 90 Day Fiance and you'll quickly learn that those are not the living situations you're going to be in. Yeah, Mm. but I feel like sometimes it comes down to, okay, will a tiny house in the middle of nowhere, but in America be better than my tiny house in whatever country I'm from? And I guess sometimes the foreigners just think, yes, it's America. There's a saying, the grass is always greener on the other side. And I think yes. that's what a lot of these foreigners are going with. All right. That's BJ. That's Brandon and Julia. Anything else to say with for this couple? Not for this couple, but I have a quick thought. Sure. Let's hear it. Paula. Yeah. And uh, her husband and the rest, right? They started in Oklahoma. Paula hated it. She moved to Miami, tried to be a model. Mm-hmm. Ross was trying to get a job, mm-hmm. lived in a tiny place, literally struggled, struggled, struggled. Now you look at them. Paula is like a fitness instructor. They live in a nice house. Ross found a decent job. So I feel like it also, you need some time. Yes. You know? But also happy wife, happy life is, yeah. the, is the lesson there because Russ didn't follow his dreams oh, or, follow, no. you know, or do what was best for his career. He was like, But they right. seem happy. Like yeah. If you like watch their social media. Someone who changes their hair as often as Pow does is not happy. That's all I'm going to say. If you're changing your hair that much, you're struggling with something. I actually think she is happy. Okay. All right. I think she's finally like doing what she wants to do. She makes money. She has a kid. Oh, I think she's probably happy with herself and her and her influence on social media. I don't know that she's that happy with Russ and her whole situation. I actually think she is. Okay. Well, we'll never know unless Pow, you reach out and tell us. Are you happy? (laughs) Are you happy? I'm just comparing her to the life in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wink once if you need us to rescue you. You want to talk about Jovi and Yara? Always. One of our faves. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Yara's second day in America. And let me ask you this. You know, we know some people who we don't understand how they are together. Mm -hmm. But we also know people who we totally understand. Like, wow, these guys are made for each other. Sure. Including us. Sure. I don't see it. You don't see Jovi and Yara? They are so different. So different. Yeah, but they each offer what the other person wants in my eyes. So well, Yara wants to be in America. Yes. Yara wants money. 
Yes. Jovi is American and he's got a pretty good job. I think he makes a decent amount of money. Jovi, I think, wants an attractive blonde foreign woman. Yes. This that's what Yara that's all Yara is. It's not like an onion. This is the top layer. Well there is nothing beneath it. I think beneath I think beneath Yara's top layer is just spoiled onion, probably. But, I don't think it gets any better. But I don't think Jovi is a spoiled onion. That's why all I'm saying is that, and again, this is going to evolve, I hope. But as far as I can tell, Jovi can do better. Yeah, I think Jovi... And it's I, not, I'm not talking about looks. I'm just talking about personality and an emotional connection. But on the surface, let's talk looks. He's an average to above average looking guy. As she is. Sure. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. I would like to see her without the makeup and the fake hair and all this. And I would say. That's she, why I'm saying like. But Jovi's definitely, you know, an intellectual. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's definitely a smart dude. We know what he does for work and he's accomplished, right? He seems like he's driven and successful. So, yeah, I do think Jovi may be able to do a little bit better than Yara. And all I'm saying, why I'm saying he could do a little better is. Because he could find just a nicer girl. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's a little nicer, a little more open-minded, a little more Southern. But again, we're, what, six hours into knowing these people. Oh, and that's so why I said, I hope they're going to evolve. Yes. And hopefully it gets crazy. better. Hopefully it's like a wine and it gets better with time. Oh, you mean like crazier? No, I mean, listen, I want everybody to be happy. At the end of the day, when I turn our TV off, I want everybody to be happy. I also want us to be happy and all, <laughs> all of you guys listening. So them being happy doesn't bring us much pleasure. No, I know. It's Kenny and Armando. Them, we use them as the perfect yes. example. Kenny and Armando, it was great to see finally here's a couple that's happy. And it was cool for the first two or three episodes. And then you go, well, now you guys are just boring. Yes, but in still a good, love you. Still in a good way. So happy that you're happy. I, I, and again, like Elizabeth and Andre, they're still together, but they brought the drama, right? So that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I don't want them to separate to get separated, but I do want them to bring the drama. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna make us watch you on exactly. TV for two hours every week, yeah, entertain so us. So it's a like it's like. Oh, fight and be crazy, but but stay together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Some people love to have drama. So I hope you guys love to have drama and then give us the drama. So back to Yara yeah. so and Jovi. Second day, they're about to head to Jovi's parents' house. So they're trying to find something for Yara to wear that's appropriate to wear in a trailer park or the bayou or whatever. Her words, not mine. Okay. Jovi's parents' house or Jovi's mom's house? It's his parents' house. But his dad is Gwen. away for work. His oh. dad's away for work. So, okay. So just Gwen's going to be there. Just Mama Gwen is going to be there. But it is his parents' house. I love how Joey was like, Yara, oh my God, just wear like jeans and sneakers. And she's wearing like a fake leather jeans yeah. and a leather jacket, which I'm vibing it, but yes. not for the bayou. We're not going to talk about fake leather because you'll just go on for an hour about how much you love leather, fake leather, pleather, anything. All of it. Anything that looks like leather, yes. feels like leather. I do. Something about Europeans, guys. They I love, just love it. They Don't love you love leather. it? No. I don't own you, one you, piece of oh, leather. No, 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 no. Oh, you do? No, I don't. Oh, you do. And you own a real leather jacket. That's not leather. That's, I get. is it leather? It's 
It's a leather. Do you smell it? It's well. It's maybe cowhide. You know. Or something. You know how expensive it was. It doesn't make it leather. Oh, oh just the no. price doesn't make it leather. Oh, it does. Guys, we went to Nashville for our honeymoon. And don't forget to bring a jacket. And I was like, you know, they sell, you they de- sell jackets here. You deserve a jacket. We just got married, YOLO, and you, you forgot just, one. You just promised to spend every day of your life with me. You deserve a nice jacket. Exactly. It's gonna get cold in this relationship. And this, no, I'm just kidding. But this was a really nice leather jacket. But it wasn't shine. It was like there's almost like a it's, suede texture. Yes, no, no, no. It's like the hard. It's like a hard leather. It's not a shine. It's not a polished leather. It's one but of those. It's brown. Look at Justin Timberlake's "Man of the Woods" album. It's whatever he's wearing on the cover listen, of that. It was like four fifty, but Joan negotiated Whoa. it down to like three hundred. No, I didn't pay that much for it. Oh, you did. No, I did not. Oh, you did. And then I got him at least to throw in like a free flannel or something. You did. And it was, it's a beautiful jacket. It's one of those pieces that you buy and they're going to last for a long time, but you have to dry clean it. Yeah. And I lied about the man of the woods thing. I just looked it up. It's not, that's not really what it looks. eh. No, but, but I'm saying you do have a real leather jacket that's going to last you for a long time because it's beautiful. It'll probably last longer than Yara and Jovi's relationship. Probably. Yeah. I'll give you that. Like my mom has a leather jacket she bought when she was in high school and guess what? She still has it. My mom is in her fifties. Yeah. No, leather's, leather lasts. Leather lasts. So, okay. They head to Jovi's parents' house. Yes, just Gwen is there because his dad's away for work. I guess this is a family of traveling workers, mm-hmm. right? I honestly, I missed that part about his dad traveling. Yeah, yeah, he's away for work so that's why just Gwen is there. But it's it's fine. This may be the way to do it, right? Don't meet everyone at once because... Or do yeah, like I did. Which we told everyone but <laughs> sure, if you're Yara, maybe you just want to meet Mama Gwen. At mm-hmm. first, maybe you don't want to be interrogated by mom and dad. So maybe this actually worked out mm-hmm. well. So they get there. J- Yara and Jovi, they walk in. And I was kind of expecting a similar meeting to when Jonathan's family met Fernanda. Remember when Jonathan's family yes. met Fernanda in Chicago? And it was kind of like, oh, very cold. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of well, love. They were very against the relationship. Yeah. So I kind of expected that. Okay. But this was this was definitely different. Gwen was yeah. pretty welcoming but of Yara. Yara was a little cold. Yeah. I yeah. think she was trying to be a little funny, but it came across cold. What was funny about it? Like when Joby went to pick up the call. Yeah. The quotation staged, marks. Yeah, you know, when the producer was like, hey, go in the other room and pick up that work call. Oh, uh, Mom was asking, oh, like I heard that you don't want to stay here overnight. And yet I was like, yeah, you know, I don't feel comfortable. And it's just a little weird. It's just the way she said it. And then also mom said, you know, it makes me a little sad that she doesn't want to stay here overnight. But we all know eventually she did. So I don't think she was trying to be funny. And here's what I'll say. These women, and I'm going to just generalize here, Julia, Yara, Amir, they don't have the greatest command of the English language. So I always think it's a little harder to be funny or to be sarcastic. What about me? So that's what I was going to say. The thing that blew me away when I first met you, I was like, this girl, clearly English is not her first language, 
but clearly, he, but humor is like you, you oh, really you. got, you got sarcasm, which I'm super sarcastic. I don't know. So if, am I. I don't know if it comes through in the podcast, if you guys pick up on that, but I'm a super sarcastic person. You are, I learned that you are. And my biggest fear when I first met you was like, oh, she's going to hate me because <laughs> she's not going to get sarcasm. She's not going to understand sarcasm. But you do. You totally do. Mm-hmm. And you're very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. But I just have this impression that if you don't have a great command of the language, you're probably going to struggle with humor, with comedy, with sarcasm. I agree. I agree. So that's where I'm saying. I've I don't never know. struggled, but. No, you're a comedian. You're <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a comedian, but somehow it comes naturally to me. But that's where I'm saying. I don't think, judging by Yara's command of the language, I don't think she was trying to be funny. But look, I could be wrong. You, yeah, you are I think, proof of that. Yes. So let's let's not let's not just guess. But let's not guess. I think the more and she said it herself, the drunker she got, the yeah. more comfortable she got. And she was like, I'll just stay here. Well, so let's talk about though that call that Jovi had to go take. Almost immediately after he walks into his mom's house, he gets this call from work. And the call, we know he was gonna eventually have to go bail. And disappear for what a month, like mm-hmm. Tanya did when she went to Costa Rica. Yeah, I'm just curious. How do they? And I'm all for this relationship and for for this story, but I'm also curious. Why does TLC or why or how does TLC allow this? Well, you know, because you didn't see the other couples that applied. This was the best they had. I guess. Have you watched 90 Day for the last season or two? We were struggling a little bit with these couples. Very true. Okay, okay, moving on. So you're like, 60 Days of Jovi is way better than 90 Days of Jenny and Submit. Yes, moving on. So Jovi gets this call. He comes back. He's got some news, right? So he was going to have to eventually disappear for a few weeks. Now we found out he actually has to disappear sooner Sooner than he expected, which means more bonding time for Gwen and Yara. I guess less time for Yara and Jovi. Mm-hmm. So this is, I guess this is kind of the breaking news. This is the shocker of their storyline this episode. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to take off sooner than expected. Yeah. So they sit down for dinner. They start talking about weddings and the type of wedding that they may have. And this is where things start to get a little ugly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also before that, Yara says what the mom is cooking. Oh. It's a stew. <laughs> what did she call it? It's this like is a- why I didn't bring it up because I c- cannot for the life of me pronounce what it was she was cooking or even know what the recipe entailed. I think, was it some sort of stew? I think it may have been a stew of some sorts. Yeah, I think some sort of a stew. That's what she said. She, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, let's not jump ahead. She's cooking some sort of stew. If you guys watch the episode, you know where we're going with this. But before they talk about the food, they talk about this wedding ceremony mm-hmm. that may or may not happen. Because here's the deal. Apparently, they're going back and forth between a big wedding and just a down and dirty Vegas style mm-hmm. wedding. And the thought is, if both families aren't going to be present for the wedding day, well, they might as well just do the Vegas wedding thing. Well, that's Yara's thought is if the families are not going to both be there, 
well, I'm not going to do a real wedding if my mm-hmm. family's not going to be there. So this is how I feel about this. There is part of me that understands Yara, right? And I basically said the same to John. When we got married, it was basically the best possible time just because the next year, which is this year, COVID happened. My yeah. dad had a few health issues that basically, even without COVID, my parents wouldn't be able to travel this year. Mm-hmm. And then we would be in the same situation. So we would either either think, all right, instead of in America, we would have a Czech wedding, which a lot of our American friends wouldn't be able to come. Right? So then I was like, well, if that happened and luckily didn't, and my family was able to come from Czech and John's family was here and everyone basically was here, I would say we would have a smaller wedding in America and then a smaller wedding in Czech, right? I would never be like, oh, let's just forget about it and get married, just the two of us. I would still want our parents to be part of it one way or the other. There was never talk for us about just doing it ourselves or just, no. or even just doing it in one country. No. From day one, from the day we got engaged, it was always, let's do a big wedding, in a, or big, what was it, 100 people, in America, but then let's also do a celebration in Czech. And we're still going to do it. It was supposed to happen two months ago, but obviously we didn't go to Czech. Yeah, but it was never one or the other. No, or- but because we, there are no issues. No, I know. All I'm saying that we started talking about it as like a post, like after it happened, now we are looking back at like 2020 and some of the health issues that happened to our family. And we were just very thankful. Our situation worked out perfectly yes. because we got to do the big wedding in America. Almost everyone we wanted from I Czech I think the came. only people who couldn't come from Czech were my two best friends. That's and it. a cousin or two. Oh, a cousin, yes. But still, we're like, we're going to do something in Czech. So I don't, I do see where Yara's coming from, but at the same time, I don't. Do an American wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and then do one, you know, for your family. Yes. But to just kind of stomp around like a brat and be like, no, if my family can yeah. be there, then we're not doing anything. Yeah, I feel selfish. like. Selfish. Yes, I feel like that it would, like, parents are parents, right? And they want to see their children get married. So the fact that you would steal that from them. Yeah. That's selfish. Yes. 100%. Yes. Gwen is not. Gwen is not thrilled about the idea that they wouldn't do a large wedding. But yeah, doesn't want to get married in a trailer park. (sighs) (laughs) I was very surprised that she knew the term trailer (laughs) park because... When did you learn the term trailer park? When we moved to Florida. Jeez, really? I I seriously didn't know about trailer parks before. Mm, I guess they don't have trailer parks So basically I learned two and a half years ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was... It was... Not surprising that Yara knew that term, but it was surprising to me that she said that. Trailer park, trailer, uh, this is really hard for me, guys. Trailer parks in the sense that Yara meant it. Like, obviously, I knew what a trailer park was. When you travel, you park, (laughs) you know, you park your RV and you explore, you, yes, I knew about that, but I never, I didn't know what a trailer park where people live. She meant, meant. she meant white trash. She yes, that's what she meant. She didn't want to have a white trash Freaking wedding. Gwen's house is really nice from what yes. we saw. This is where I'm saying, Yara, t- 
turn on a past season of 90 Day or turn on this season of 90 Day and realize you're in the best situation out mm-hmm. of every. Your fiance has a great job in a great apartment. Your family seems pretty loving and supportive and yes. doesn't but, live in a trailer honestly, park. Even if they did live in a trailer park, like who cares? It's his family. Yeah. And if the mom would like to see them, why not? Like, yeah. Forget about where they live. I know. You know? I know. It's about a family and it's about love. And this is how you should look at weddings. I, I can picture Yara wanting the Libby Andre wedding that they ended up having in Moldova. With oh, the, yeah. With the dancers and the light up dance floor and the dancing butlers. And I think that's the vibe she's going for. I definitely don't see Jovi with that vibe. I see Jovi more with our vibe, like the barn or or something more (laughs) natural. Mm -hmm. But so they need to figure that out. I don't think it's, I don't think it's trailer park versus Vegas or I just think come to terms. I think it comes down to this, in this situation, it comes down to who can be at the wedding. You know? Who can be there. Yeah. But again, if your family can't be there, you're going to have a wedding in Ukraine. And it's as simple as that. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? You'll have the American wedding, the Ukraine wedding, boom, done. Twice yeah. twice the fun, twice the love. Exactly. Of course, it's better when everyone's together, but don't, what is it? Don't cut off your nose to spite your face. Don't screw over and make one wedding worse. Exactly. Just make two amazing. Awesome Just weddings. Make two, yeah. Okay. So this topic is discussed. Then everyone decides to move from the kitchen to the living room, have a couple more drinks, chat a little bit more. And this is where Yara and Gwen just start bashing on Jovi's travel agent skills, how he just books the worst flights and why, (laughs) you know, she was on this 30 plus hour flight. And it's an important moment because if there's one thing that brings people together, it's those two people bashing another Mm -hmm. person, ganging up on one person really brings people together. So after Gwen and Yara rip on Jovi for a little, Gwen's like, Yara, Yara seems like a pretty cool person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we can both give Jovi some shit, but still not, not totally sold. She said, I think she even said she's going to need to spend some more time with Mm -hmm. Yara. Oh, she says she's going to spend every second to get to know her. Yeah. Do we know when Jovi goes away for business? Yara's going to stay in the apartment? I don't think Yara's going to stay with Gwen, right? No, I think she's going to stay in the apartment. Yeah, which is probably best for everyone, but maybe they'll have some some mother, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law type dates, which would be nice. I'd like to watch that. So Jovi and drunk Yara head to bed. And as we all know, we all know, let's all be honest here, guys. After a couple glasses of wine, you start telling the truth. Behind the closed doors. Behind the closed doors, you start telling the truth. So, Yara did not like this too. Yeah, your mom's cooking's not so good. Not so good. And also your mom is too much on my case. And and the wedding. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell tell exactly what you're thinking. Because I know you're thinking something. Because when I watch this, I basically blacked out. I was no longer watching Yara and Jovi. (laughs) And I was transported back to when you insulted my mom. I did not. You insulted her, but I'm going to. I insulted her. How did I insult her? Because you told her. Let's share with our friends. Let's share the story. And for you guys who tune into 
our live last night, you already know this story, so I'm sorry, but I'm going to share it with the rest, right? The first time I went to John's parents' house, and the second time, and the fifth time, and the tenth time. I don't think it was that many. It was the first couple times. First couple of times. I'm just trying to make it poetic, so And you're up. trying to make yourself seem like a better person, that you didn't complain immediately. And and I didn't complain at all, actually. Okay. I had John's mom's coffee, and it was not my cup of coffee. <laughs> it was not your... Literally. My mom's coffee was not your cup of tea. It was not my cup of tea, <laughs> yes. And I, guys, I love Dunkin' Donuts coffee. The home the home blend. So, so basic. The breakfast blend. So basic. It's I guess. just like my fave, right? Okay, yeah. So I just did not like Joan's mom's coffee. But obviously, am I going to say it the first time I met her or even like a few months later? Of course not. But what I did was I only had one cup in the morning and usually I have more. And then I was just like, you know, like I, I was finished like, yeah, it. You finished. I was like, do you want any more? You want another cup? I'm getting a second cup. I'm getting a third cup. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm like, when we go out, maybe like we'll stop by Dunkin' Donuts. And John kind of figured. Yeah. So later he asked, he's like, you don't like your, my, you don't like my mom's coffee. And I'm like, honestly, like I don't, but it's not your mom's coffee skills. <laughs> it's, it's the brand. Yeah. Yeah. And this last Yeah, oh it's the worst. I'm so sorry. Jeez. It's the worst. And then fast forward five years basically or four years, because yeah. I met your mom like a half a six months into a relationship, four and a half years later. Um we're at John's parents' house, which is last month, and I see John's mom <laughs> making a coffee and she used Dunkin'. This like, is no. My mom did not make bad coffee for four and a half years. Yes, she did. No, she yes, fixed she it. Did. She fixed it a year or two ago. Yeah, we haven't been there for a year. That's true. So maybe she did, but I don't recall. This was oh. not the first time. I know this was not the first time. Okay, but I don't recall. So it was. Like, it went. It was a couple years of bad so coffee. So let's call it the first time. <laughs> I see John's mom making. A Dunkin' coffee, and I was like, <laughs> I was just so happy. And so, in the morning, I had the cup, and it was beautiful, and I was just loving it. I told Joan how much I love it, and we talked about it with my mom. I think no, we, you told her. Yeah, I told her. So basically, Joan told his mom that I hated her coffee all the way until now. Yeah, then that's true. Then it got better, and everyone's happy. You think my mom cares that she has to make Dunkin' now instead of Maxwell House? No, I, she wants to make you happy. Yeah, I didn't ask her, but I it's know, great but that she makes Dunkin' you're part, now. You're part of the fam now. We gotta, you know, make the Dunkin' Plus, coffee. Costco sells those big Dunkin', <laughs> Dunkin' packages of coffee. What do you call it? The box of coffee? It's like a plastic container. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a bag. I think it's a bag of coffee. And I just, I just love it, but... What I'm saying is that basically John just told his mom that, oh, mom, by the way, T hated your coffee. Like she just could not drink it. Yeah, but she, you know my mom. You know all she wants to do is make us happy. Yes, but obviously I would never tell her, like, <laughs> the, Sally, the coffee you make is terrible. And you shouldn't have told me then. You should have drank it. You should have. And I did drink it. Yeah. For, yeah, you paid your dues. You I did. Introduce. So, so <laughs> that's that totally reminded. But but me that but story. I took my sweet time. Not the first night. Not the first night. Okay. Not the first time. The other thing you didn't do was talk trash about my town 
because Yara was like, I hate the food and this town is also garbage, right? Mm -hmm. The only thing she did that was right was wait until they were in private to say it. She mm-hmm. could have said it in front of Gwen. She didn't. That was Good. the only points I'll give her. So, yeah. It, but, yeah. but it goes both ways. Joey doesn't like Yara's town either. That's true. That's that's true. <laughs> okay, honestly, do you like where I'm from? Oh, I love your town. Oh. I love your town. I mean, I've been very drunk most of the time mm-hmm. I've been there. When we go to check, we wake up at eight in the morning and we have coffee and we have a shot of Slivovitsa with it. Is there any other booze involved? Or is that just, is that the morning booze? Yeah, it's that's just, the morning. Like my mom brings this little, uh, what do you call it? Like a saucer. There's a, a sa- saucer? <laughs> like a little plate with a coffee cup on it. Yeah, it's like a little, a little saucer. A platter. Yeah, it's a saucer. Yeah, with like a little coffee, a little glass of water, and a shot of Slivovitsa. So that's how you start in the morning. And then lunch, obviously you can't eat without having a beer because that helps you digest. Yes, exactly. So now we've had shots and beers and it's noon. And then for dinner, well, all bets are off for dinner. You're drinking wine, you're drinking Slivovitsa, you're drinking beer, you're drinking Fernet. So I love your town, but I'm also pretty wasted while but I'm there. But you see all the castles around or the beauty. Czech Republic is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've never been to Ukraine, but if someone said, where do you want to go right now? Ukraine, Prague. I would say Prague. Yes, you 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 love Czech. Yeah. And Johnstown is a little, you know, New England town. It's very cute. I'm a like, small town. Like nothing's nothing's happening there. I'm a small town. But that's the beauty of it. That's the town you want to go during your weekend when you don't want to be bothered. Get away, kind yes. of not in the woods, but kind of. You're away from there people. There's a pond. Uh, yeah, well, live on the pond and drink some bad coffee. And it's all it's all good. Not anymore. Not anymore. We put an end to that, Mom. Thank you, thank you, thank John's you mom. That. All right. You want to talk about an, a couple who we have never talked about before. And I think I know why we waited three episodes to meet this couple. Because they're a snooze fest. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to actually, not they're going to, they are not going to last the whole season. Okay. So we're talking about Andrew and Amira. So since we haven't talked about them, let's just get the, the stats. The basics. Let's get the stats. Andrew, 32. Amira, California. Amira, 28 from France. Saumur, France. So. Saumur. Okay. We got another sword lover on our hands. Tariq isn't the only one who likes to handle the old blade. Andrew apparently also loves to play dress up. He runs a daycare with his mom. This is Colt. This is Colt. Literally. I, I said it on the live last night. It is Sinjin meets Colt. This is the love child of Sinjin and Colt for me. And he works 12 to 13 hours a day. Which doesn't make any sense. What are these children doing for I have no 12 idea. to 13 Who hours? Who dumps a kid for 13 hours? Exactly. Sit down. I'm going to read you this story for 12 to 13 hours. I don't understand that. Yes, but because of his crazy schedule, he doesn't have many friends. He doesn't have time to socialize that much. So he turned to international dating sites. He, he did try to date online locally first, but nothing happened. Probably because the whole town knows he plays dress up. Mm-hmm. So that's why he had to look True. outside the country. I'm just curious, and this 
this may be a fake information, so don't hate me if it is. I saw on social media that apparently he has a master's degree in something that's not very useful. So, yeah. but still, I feel like if you have a master's degree, you can turn it into something no. more. Wrong. This is, uh, I don't want to get into this. Long story short, Teresa's talked for years about getting a master's degree. And I say, that's great. Master's degrees are great, but only if they're going to actually help you in your career. Oh, I think if I if I get my master's, it will help me with my career. Okay, that's fine. But let's just say you wanted to be a rapper. Having a master's mm-hmm. is not going to help you be no. a rapper. It may help you with a fallback plan. That's fantastic. But there's certain careers that a master's not going to help. Time in the field will help. So if you're going to spend four years in a classroom and two years, two years, if you're going to spend six months in the classroom that you could be spending in the field, it may actually hurt you more than it helps you. So Mm -hmm. that's all I'm saying. So Andrew, sure, he has a master's. Who knows what it's in? And if he doesn't want to pursue a career that his master's is in, then it's useless. It doesn't help. Yeah. And I think that's why he's doing daycare. If if the story is true. Well, no, he's an entrepreneur. Him and his mom started this company. But sorry, not sorry. I'm not impressed by your masters. I'm impressed by what you do with your life. If you do mm-hmm. something great in your life, but just having a degree doesn't make you any better or worse than someone who doesn't have that degree. Yes. That's I all mean, I'm going to say. They are running the daycare from their house. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how popular it is. I don't know. I feel like I've never heard of someone running a daycare from their house? Oh, that's very popular in America. Really? Oh, yeah. A lot oh. of people do that. A lot okay, of people okay. turn their homes so into daycare. So never daycares. mind. I, that's something new for me. Yeah. Not not a lot of people do it with their moms, but it's it's not that uncommon. Okay. So since everyone in the town is embarrassed to be seen with Andrew, because they all know he plays dress up and hangs out with children all day. <laughs> He ended up doing this international online dating. This is where he meets Amira. So Amira from a small wine town in France. who Looks who, beautiful, by the way. The town mm-hmm. does. Because she looks like she's been drinking too much wine. When she came on the screen, I was like, is this girl drunk right now? No, it's her accent. She just No, 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 no. It's her low. face. It's her face. Her eyes were all over the place. She looked like she was two bottles in at this Listen, point. Listen, if... I was gonna say if I lived in a wine county. Yeah, you're from. I wine am co- from a wine county, so I can I can kind of get it. Yes. Yeah. I get yeah, it. Yeah. People in those regions enjoy their wine. I get it. And yeah. she looks like someone who enjoys her wine and makeup and reading about makeup and buying makeup and makeup news. I can't make this up. I didn't know. So, <laughs> I didn't know somebody liked makeup that much. I feel like lots of girls do. I wish I uh. did. I'm glad you don't. You're naturally beautiful. You don't need to oh, be. Oh, thank you. Thank like, you. Like, what is makeup news even? Like, what? I don't know. What news is there about makeup? I feel like I spend a lot of time researching about how to make your hair awesome. Yeah. So lots of lots of hair products. Right. So I'm sure there are enough. lots of makeup products. Fair enough. Okay. So Amira, she's from France, but feels like she doesn't belong because she's actually only half French. And half Egyptian. Half Egyptian. I can see, like, especially her dad looks Egyptian. Yeah, yeah, totally. But so because of this, she feels like she needs to travel. She needs to go abroad because that makes sense, right? If you don't feel at home in your country, you'll totally feel at home in a foreign country. No, but she has an itch. I did have an itch. I know, but her whole reason was like, 
well, I'm not really French. I'm only half French. So I need to leave France to go somewhere else that I'm not even 50. I'm not 50% American, but sure, I'll feel more comfortable yeah, in America. Yeah, her reason sucked, but I can understand. Like, I felt like, I didn't feel like I didn't belong, but I felt like if I don't leave, I will belong way too much. I will get stuck in my small town with surrounded by the same people doing the same thing, going to the same pub. And I'm not saying it's wrong, but I realized that this is not what I want. Yeah, there's certain people who want to be townies and there are people yeah. who don't want to be townies. I just wanted to see the world. Yes. And here I am. Here you are. So, okay, Amira wanted to see the world. She joined an online dating site and, of course, met King Andrew. So they talked for a little, ended up deciding to meet in Las Vegas Met, had a magical time, and it wasn't too long before Andrew proposed. Yes. Okay. This is what I was thinking. As I was watching, I'm like, there's no way she's that into him. Isn't that a movie? Mm-hmm. She's not that into you? Maybe. But anyways, I didn't think she was going to be that into him. I thought that he is her ride to America, right? Sure. He is her green card pass. Yes. But the way she talked about him and how she talked about him and when they talked, I was like, damn, she actually is into him or at least it looks like it. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe she's smart enough to know that I should at least pretend to be into him if I'm trying to get this. No, green but card. she really seems like she's like, oh, like the way she talks about him, like he's so loving and so nice and, you know, such a sweetheart. Let and- me remind you how drunk she was during that, <laughs> <laughs> during that on camera interview. Okay. Maybe we'll learn more yes. if, if their story evolves. Oh, we'll definitely find out. So they got engaged. Let's fast forward a year. They've been waiting for Amira's visa, which she finally gets, except that's where the good news ends. Mm-hmm. Also, she says, oh, I get my visa for five months. But fiancé visas are only issued for 90 days, a.k.a. three months. Right. All, all I could think of is, all right, she got it during COVID. Did they give mm. her extra two months? That's but interesting. We don't know. That's interesting. But fast forward to her trying to leave to Mexico to meet Andrew in Mexico saying, oh, I only have 60 days left. Yes, yes. Right, which it was confusing because like, well, 60 days left. That six makes, weeks left. So how many days is that? Ooh, you're going to make me do math. Six weeks is one and a it's half 35 months. 35 days. No, no. One and a half is six weeks would be uh, 40, 44, six, 44, day, 44 days, I think. Because, 42. No, two weeks is 14 days. Mm. One month is, let's say one month is 30 days. So 30 plus 14 is 44. We just did that together. Look at us. Look at us. So, but the the news here, the breaking news here is that the day Amira received her visa was the same day that Trump placed the travel ban mm. on other countries. So even if Amira flew to the States, Amira would not be allowed entry. Mm-hmm. That's, that was like the. <gasps> yeah, he put a travel ban on. European countries like, on, and Don- Asian countries. Donald, Donald, if you ruin 90 day for us, then come on. Like we were worried about that. We literally talked about like, is this going to affect 90 day fiance, the travel ban? I'm going to say, I'm sorry, but you were wrong. It's 42 days. 
What did I, I said 44. Yes. Dude, all right, do the math. I'm going to prove you wrong. Do the math. Okay, one week is seven days. Yeah. Three weeks, 21 days. Six weeks, weeks is 42 days. Okay, interesting. <laughs> interesting how she did this because what I would do is I would say four weeks is one month. <laughs> I would say four weeks is one month. That's 30 days. Another two weeks is 14. That's 44. But 30 days doesn't necessarily exactly. mean four so weeks. You're so you're so much more accurate than mm-hmm. me. Look at that. I just I just let you finish your thought before so, I interrupted before you. you corrected the me? Before well, you... I corrected you before, but you... you, you <sighs> I can't you... wait till we finish recording and I tell my mom how much you love Maxwell House coffee because <laughs> next time we go home, that's what you're drinking. Oh, I'm going to come up with something to tell my parents. Okay, good luck. <laughs> That's very true, actually. Okay, back anyway, to thank Amira you for, and thank Andrew. Thank you for correcting me. You're welcome. So, yeah, Amira gets her visa, but there's the travel ban. But have no fear, Andrew is a problem solver. So since Amira can't come to the States, they're going to go meet in Mexico. They're going to quarantine there, and then they'll try to figure it out. They'll try to make it work. I actually read about some people doing this, like kind of like a bypassing the U.S. because it was before... U.S. issued a ban, a travel ban for Mexico. Because mm-hmm. first it was just Europe and Asia. So people did actually fly to Mexico mm-hmm. and cross state for two weeks, quarantined, and cross the border. So they were basically saying, you have to be outside of Schengen yeah. for more than two weeks. I don't which, know anything that you just said, but I trust our listeners are smarter than us and maybe they'll be able to decipher that. So, yes, I've heard that that was a thing. Okay. Well, so they seem pretty excited about this, but someone who's not is Lori, Andrew's mom and business partner. She's not thrilled about her baby boy going to Mexico during the pandemic, leaving her alone with the kids. She doesn't want to play dress up. That's why she pays Andrew. So cut to France. Amira is packing to leave. And she's truly packing. Like she's packing with the intention of moving for good, Mm -hmm. which is not something we always see, but this is positive, right? She's packing with the idea that this is, this is my life from Mm -hmm. now on. It's not a carry on. I wonder what she, what is she going to do in America if she ever gets here? Hmm. Uh, makeup probably yeah probably just or or like around the daycare probably just read makeup news she'll probably do andrew's makeup when he puts on those performances in the daycare Mm. you know like the production value will go up the production value is definitely going to go up when america comes to town so andrew facetimes her wearing the cat and the hat oh my god totally the cat and the hat the dr seuss Uh, hat and you can see in amira's eyes she's like that's uh, that that's a cute hat no, she's like, am I making a mistake? Like, I I might only be 50% French, but I'm not 100% crazy. Maybe I should stay here. Maybe. That's what she thought. But what she said was, oh, that's, that's a cute hat. Yeah, which it wasn't. Okay, side note, which we talked about on the live last night. Oh, yeah. For you, all you guys who actually love how I met your mother. Wait, where are you going with this? The head that Marshall was wearing. Oh, that's not what I was oh, going to say. So there was an episode of Marshall wearing this <laughs> head in a head hat that looked like Andrew's. Oh, butt. we should meme that. We should totally oh, meme yeah. Okay. What I was going to say Don't is- Don't give it away. What I was going to say is Andrew came out last night on social media and oh. basically went on this whole long rant. Honestly, paragraphs about how he's so much cooler than TLC is portraying him and how 
they filmed him playing tennis, but he's such a better tennis player. Oh, can, my gosh. He can go between the legs and he like was doing trick shots. He was saying um, he's, I don't know, he's just not a dork. They want him to be that on TV. And you know what, Andrew? The fact that you actually brought it up made you Thank edit you. it. Thank you. Before, I didn't think you cannot play tennis. No. I didn't think, any, I just thought that your head was a little stupid. But here's what I'm saying. You, you're not, this is not an act that, or this is not an editing technique. This is you, man. You put that hat on. You decided to put that hat on. You decided to play tennis that you, way. You decided to play tennis like that. You decided to dress up in that outfit and put on a performance for four-year-olds. This is not editing. This is you. And now you're going to come out and try to be like, follow my Instagram for the real Andrew, the sexy Andrew, the cool Andrew. Oh, Andrew, you're far from sexy. And you're struggling. Like the fact exactly that you're coming out and making a point. Let that season play out. And then like half the 90 cast come out at the end of the season and say, nah, I got a bad edit. Like, Look at Colt. Look at Cole. He's cashing in on this. Mm, oh, big time. If you're just going to cause friction from episode one, mm-hmm. you do not. You do not have any durability yeah. in this franchise. No. You're not going to last. Bye. Bye. But, okay. But before bye, let's let's talk about it. Okay. What? You, I feel like you had something to say. No. I'll let you speak. Okay. So, yeah. It's a new day. Andrew's going to meet up with his sister, Connie. Mm-hmm. And if he's going to miss the baby shower, she's having a baby because he's going to Mexico. So he wants to bring her a present before he leaves. And it's a baby beret. He gets her a baby beret. Classic French gift. Him and Amira. What? Oh, the, to get, it's a joint yeah, gift. Yeah, it's a joint gift. It's a classic French gift. A, a beret is nice, but why not a cat in the hat type hat? Why not get the baby? That's more appropriate for a baby. He should have just given his cat in the hat hat. Mm-hmm. He should have kept the beret, give the baby the hat, <laughs> right? But Connie, Connie's starting to cast out already on Andrew and Amira's whole Mexican vacation, how they're going to have to be quarantined together for a long time. And as she says, that's a lot, right? That's a lot for any couple. Mm-hmm. So they're talking. Andrew brings up, listen. This is about to get real. We're having issues already. I don't want to say it. I don't want to, you know, bad juju, but we're already having some issues. Apparently, Amara's views on family has changed. Yeah, now she doesn't want to have kids as she claims she did before. And we know Andrew loves kids, right? He's yes, the daycare and, owner. And I think it's, it's nice that he knows what he wants. I'm just surprised that girl, the girl changes her mind. You know, it's usually the girl who wants to kiss. Can I just say this? And I think you'll appreciate it. Yes. This reminds me of the office episode when Michael Scott wanted to adopt. A oh, kid. my God. So he created an online <laughs> profile for the adoption site. And he's like, well, I need a name that conveys my intentions. So here's my username. Little kid lover. <laughs> <laughs> So and then creepy. he found out how, the, how expensive it is. Yeah. Asking Pam if she can find a cheaper option. 
That is the greatest. Sorry, sorry, 90 people. The Office is the greatest show of all time. It's the greatest show of all times. <sighs> so Andrew says he's going to make sure to talk to Amir about the whole kids situation. Wants to find some common ground because no kids could be a deal breaker for him. Mm-hmm. You'd think like he has so many kids in his day-to-day life with his business, with his mom, that he'd probably just love to go home and not deal with a kid, mm-hmm. right? Not have to put on a king costume and grab a toy sword and just be an adult. But no, he was really passionate about like kids. When it was no pair, a lot of the girls were actually, you know, girls studying to be a child, like a teachers or well, what is it? Preschool teachers mm-hmm. or like, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of a child care worker. And a lot of them just loved kids. Yeah. I was okay with kids. kids. I get it. People love kids. Not- I'm going to say something that people are going to hate me for. Oh boy. I do not like kids. Uh, oh boy. But I believe that I will love our own kids. <laughs> you love this, my sister had oh, a baby or has okay, a baby. I love I love our niece. You love her so and I much. Love my cousins. Yeah, so you love kids. You just don't love whiny brats. And I love brats. the two girls I babysat. So you love kids. You don't love every baby. I love five kids. No, one, two, three, four, five. I love six kids. <laughs> But that's good. That's healthy. Loving every single kid you see at Target or the grocery store. A lot of girls just love kids. When I see a kid, it doesn't do anything to me. When I see my cousins, when I see the girls I babysat, when I see our baby niece, it does move me. I'm like, oh, look at these kids. Let me speak for a lot of women right now because I know know that's what women want me to do is speak for them. I don't think these girls love every kid. I think they love the idea of kids. And obviously in your mind, you paint the best picture. And so you're envisioning that. I don't think if the this girl that you're talking about, this quote unquote girl, saw a little bratty baby, she would love it just because it was a baby. No, but lots of girls are like, oh my God, babies. And I'm like, oh the my God. The idea of babies. Babies. The idea of babies. Just like we kind of love the idea of puppies. But there oh are, no, we, 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 we truly love the ideas of puppies. But not every puppy. Oh, every puppy. No, now you're lying. Now not, you're lying to our friends. Oh, oh, oh. Not every dog, but every puppy. Okay. Mm, you know mm. what I'm saying? I do, but I also could show you some puppies okay, that you oh, would be a suspect okay, of. Okay, not pecking Z's. Pecking Z's? It's like, you remember we watched the dog show? It's like the mop. Yeah, like exactly. Like the tiny mop. Exactly. And look at, guys, it's not the dog's fault that their owner decided to give him a haircut like that. <laughs> it's not the dog's fault at all. I don't blame the dog for this. I just don't look at that type of dog and love it. I Okay, I agree. So you know what I'm saying? Like, we say, oh, we love puppies. Not every puppy, though. That's true. Just like some girls, I love babies. Doesn't mean they love every baby. I guess you're making some decent That's all I try to do. That's all I try to do. Also, guys, watch Best in Show. Great movie. Great movie. (laughs) Okay, so back in France, Amira is meeting up with her dad before she heads to Mexico to meet up with Andrew. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I'm very impressed with her dad's English. Yeah. Because her dad seems like an older gentleman. Yes. And the fact that his English is very decent, I'm like, wow. Yeah, he's got a vibe. He's definitely got a vibe about him. Which makes me think that he must be in some sort of a business mm, to yeah, he be does. able to speak this level of English. He looks like an international businessman. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm digging it. So Amira 
says, like, I know, Dad, you're not thrilled with this decision for me to go to Mexico during a pandemic. But even though I'm doing it, I'll tell you this. I didn't want to. It wasn't my idea. It was Andrew's idea, which is a little concerning to me, right? Apparently, Andrew has pressured Amira a lot in the past. This is not the first time. Yes. And basically said, if she's not going to come to Mexico, he's going to resent her. So. Resent her. This is where it gets creepy for me. Apparently, Andrew has given Amira a lot of money. Which I don't understand what for. Correct. Exactly. But, but, but apparently she's been coming to visit him in the US. Okay. So maybe he was paying for all that. But that, I wouldn't say he's given me a lot of money. I would say he's paid for my travel. True. He's, he's bought me, right? She goes, Andrew's given me a lot of money. So I feel like I need to do things for him. So basically she just called herself a prostitute. She called herself a whore, mm-hmm. right? It's a little creepy, the the words she chose. And dad is not happy about it. Dad doesn't like Andrew. No, would you want your daughter to no. whore herself out to Andrew to King Andrew. Especially your only child. Yeah, not good, not good. But Amira does say, at the end of the day, I think Andrew has a good heart. and A big heart. A big heart, and I love him. Mm-hmm. So, and I guess at the end of the day, that's what matters. If it's love, it's love. We'll see if it is. I don't know. I'm skeptical. But we can hope. We can hope. We, we can, can hope you bring hope. the drama, and then we can hope... You live happily. I'm actually after. very excited to see the next episode. Hopefully, they'll show us. Yeah. Because as we watched the previews at the end of the episode yesterday, there is a zoom into Andrew saying, Oh my God, I can't believe this happening. And mm-hmm. someone pointed out that they're at the detention center mm-hmm. during our mm-hmm. live last night, which I didn't pick on, but they were both at the airport. Well, so. That, so- what I found out today was that detention center scene was in the scenes from the upcoming episode, which we bailed on because we had to set up the live. I didn't, but you did. Oh, yeah. And you still didn't pick up on it. I didn't pick up the detention center. So you have no excuse. I was also fluffing up our couch and folding <laughs> the blanket. Im- most importantly. <laughs> All right. Anything else for Andrew and Amira? I think that's it, but I can't wait until the next episode. All right. You want to talk about Tarzel? Tarzel, Tariq and Hazel. Tariq and Hazel. The power couple. Hazel. Let's talk about him because I have a few thoughts and suggestions for Tariq. So (laughs) let's move on. Well, now I'm curious. All right. It's March 2020. Tariq is headed to meet up with his friend Angela to pick out an outfit because, oh yeah, Hazel is arriving tonight. And you got to look fresh for Hazel. She also loves powder blue. Oh, Hazel loves powder blue. <laughs> I never call, like, and I love colors and I look at the color wheel probably more than any other person, uh, but it's also my job, but I call it the baby blue. Okay, real talk. Whose favorite color is powder blue or baby blue or... Babies. Babies. Yeah. No, I've heard of blue being someone's favorite color. Yeah. I've never heard of powder it's very blue. very specific. It's a little specific. So Tariq's big plan is to get a powder blue Everything. suit. No, just the suit. Everything. Everything. Everything powder blue. So, all right. He goes, he meets up with his friend, Angela. They're going to pick out a powder blue suit. So while he's trying on these suits, he's talking to Angela. And 
This is where we get some news about Dean. Mm-hmm. Brother Dean. I was Dean. just going to say before we de- dig deep into Dean. Yeah, a lot of Dig D's. into Dean. Yeah. The first suit he put on, it was a little darker blue. That one was nice. Yeah. No, that one looked good. And, and even Angela was like, yeah, this looks really nice. And yeah. he's like, no, but he loves powder blue. And then he put the powder blue on and it's not my vibe. It, I guess he looked nice. Like he cleaned up nice compared yeah. to most 98 couples or guys picking up the girls at the airport. Well, you know why but he didn't want to go with that first blue suit. It wasn't powder. And that would lead to blue balls. If you don't, if you're, if your favorite. I don't really know what you're saying. You don't know what blue balls are. Blue, oh. blue boys. Nope. We're not going to get into it. <laughs> you know, I, I always see. Oh, I always see the blue, blue, blue boys group in Vegas. Blue, blue man. <laughs> yeah. Blue man group. If Brandon, if Brandon performed, it would be the blue boys group, but it's blue man group. I've never seen them, but they, they're always at in Vegas. No, I was talking about powder blue balls, um, which would be what Tariq would get if he was not wearing the appropriate color mm. suit. I still don't know what you're saying. We'll talk about it later. Okay. I don't, I, we know your dad listens to this podcast now. So I don't want to get into it. Anyway, so while Tariq's trying on the suits, Angela asks, hey, are you going to invite Dean, your brother Dean, to the wedding? And we all remember Dean. Dean is a character. Dean, and I kind of get it. And I actually, let's let's refresh. Dean, it was that big (laughs) guy who followed Tariq to the Philippines. Yeah. He was so against Hazel. He was like trying to be a detective, like, oh, she's lying. She's just with you for the money. Right. Fast forward, and I think it was the quarantine Mm. edition of 90 Day. Mm -hmm. Dean living in the Philippines with his Filipino girl. Dirty Dean being the hypocrite that you are. Like literally, not that he, not that he found a Filipino girl. He found a Filipino girl and he moved to the Philippines. But, okay, so yes, it's bad, right? This caused a falling out between Tariq and his brother, Dean. The fact That's that sad. The fact that Dean was talking so much shit about him and Hazel and then goes... And does the same exact thing. And I think that's the reason why. And so, yeah. There a was lot this of- little moment that I don't recall from any season where Tariq is talking to Dean while talking, more like yelling at him over Skype or, yeah. you know, FaceTime. And I was like, wow, like he really, really lost it. And I don't think we saw it before. Basically calling him a hypocrite. So we know Dean is very judgmental. Here's my other thought is Mm -hmm. that Tariq is worried what Dean would say if he found out Hazel was into women too. Mm -hmm. Dean would be like, oh, hell no. You know, he would not, he would, he would not be okay with that. Or wouldn't he? Eh, He does seem like a guy who could get down with that. Yeah. But Tariq's not having it. So Dean's not invited to to the the wedding. wedding. Which is sad. Okay. So let's learn more about family. We learn about Tariq's daughter, Ari, who we know is autistic. And so Angela and Tariq start talking about how it's going to be important that Hazel gives Ari the special attention she mm-hmm. needs, right? So Tariq's hopeful Hazel will be able to be a solid parental figure in Ari's life. Basically, Hazel's going to be a wife slash au pair. Slash motherly figure. 
I said au pair. Motherly figure. If you're, were you engaged to your children's father? No. No, no, but I mean, Hazel's I was. Gonna be, Hazel's going to be part of the family, not just true. an au pair. I was a part of the family. I know, but legally a part of the family. Yeah, no, I was more like a friend yeah. to the kids. <laughs> I was like, girls, let's have pizza and let's not tell the parents. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I get Tariq's concern. He wants to make sure Hazel can be there for Ari in mm-hmm. the way that she needs. But let's not forget, Hazel's a mother herself. Mm-hmm. So she, oh, yeah. So she has those motherly instincts. She looks so young. I always forget that she's 28. But then I look at myself in the mirror in the morning and I could pass for a 16-year-old on Good days. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good or a bad day. So, all right, it's time. Tariq is on his way to the airport to pick up Hazel. After all the hard work, after the trips back and forth, the long flights, it's finally time. And I was really hoping Tariq had a welcome song prepared. But he let me down. Welcome rap. Yeah, welcome rap, but he let me down. No song, no rap, but he's excited. He's nervous. He's nervous because he knows he messed up by contacting Minty, mm-hmm. right? But he's excited. And he is obviously not going to tell Hazel about Minty <laughs> on the day she arrives. He's not going to blow that first night in America but by bringing up Minty. He's all suit up, yeah. wearing his powder blue suit yeah. and a shirt. And we see Hazel going down the escalator. Once again, another 90 guy who learned bring the flowers. Oh, yeah, bring the flowers. I feel like after the big debacle with Cole. Yeah, they sent out, they just sent out a mass email to anyone who was applying for the show. Hey, if you get on, make sure you bring flowers. 800%. But those flowers actually looked purple. So I hope Hazel is not like Natalie. I I don't think Hazel is the complaining type, but. Do you think, do you think. Tariq couldn't find powder blue flowers. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Mm-hmm. No powder blue flowers. He probably flowers. should have. Oh, Tariq. <laughs> so Tariq, yeah, Tariq, he's, wait, he's waiting for Hazel to come down the escalator. He looks like he's waiting at the door for his middle school prom. I have to say, like, his big beard looks better than his small beard. I didn't notice He got, the he got like, the fluffy beard, and I think, like, it makes... Him look better. Maybe it's because it covers most of his face. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. All right. I mean, he seems like a nice guy. It's just not my type. Just, yeah, cover that that face. We don't... But all I was going to say is that Hazel goes down the escalator, sees Tariq, they hug, and this was the warmest and nicest and happiest I've ever seen her. Oh, and Tariq is absolutely thrilled too. He bursts into tears. But finally, we have two people who are thrilled, who are happy. Hazel, unlike many of these foreigners that we've seen make their arrival, she's actually pleased with everything that she's seeing so far. The flowers, the powder blue suit, the sexy American ladies walking around. She's <laughs> she's excited about everything that's presented in oh, front yeah. of her, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Also, I just want to say, and I said this Last night in the life, I think Hazel has the best English of everyone 
in this season? I don't think so. Who do you think's got better English? I know you think Amira does. I just Amira agree. does, and it's her accent is what's killing her because she keeps pausing a lot. But uh, her English is better. Guys, let's talk about it on Instagram. Who do you think has the best command of the English language this season? The command, not the accent. Command. The command. The command. No, I think Hazel does. Oh, I think Amira. Hazel's one of the only ones I don't have to look at subtitles for. I don't have to look at Amira, so I just have to give her some time to tell us her thoughts. I understand. So, worst English of the season, Bojangles, but we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) So, right away, though, Hazel gets real. She says she's heartbroken because her son is not with her, Mm. but they're going to try very hard to get him to the States ASAP. So he can get a better life. That's what it's all about. Let's give these let's give these kids a better life. Mm-hmm. Right? Andrew would agree with me. So Tariq is just hyped though, screaming victory. Like he's like victory. Again, no rap song, which was a bummer. I think he should have written a song titled Victory. Oh, that that would have been amazing. He should have dropped a couple bars around victory, but no. No song. So they arrive at the house and Tariq is wants to be the gentleman. He runs around. He opens up Hazel's door being very sweet. Mm-hmm. But he goes, I hope Hazel isn't overwhelmed by the size of my house. But listen, you you said it yesterday on the live and this I don't think this is what he meant. He actually says, hey, my house is in a very average American size house, which yeah. I agree with, uh-huh. and her being overwhelmed, I overwhelmed. I totally agreed because she, we all saw where he she lives, right? Yeah. So that that would have been overwhelming I for don't, anyone. I don't to go from, I don't know to go from a place without an electricity. Yeah. To. To a to a two bedroom listen, townhouse in listen, Virginia. It's not a small house. No, it's not a small house, but it's not a Kardashian mansion oh, either. No one, no one has a Kardashian mansion. That's my but, point. But, but compared to what she lived in, it is a Kardashian mansion. I just don't know if overwhelmed is the right. I think it is. Really? Like because if you lived if you lived in a studio apartment for ten years, but she did not. It was basically a studio. It was one room. Where she lived? It was one room. Okay. It was a studio apartment made out of mud okay. without electricity and running water. Yeah. But do you think overwhelmed? Yes. Why? What is so overwhelming because about comfort? She never seen a dishwasher. I tell you what. And Yeah. Got, and she got, was not excited to see it either. She's like, screw this dishwasher. I'm still doing this old school by hand. Yes. But like. That that's why it's crazy. Dishwasher has been around for the past twenty years. My parents got a dishwasher when I was like twelve. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. And I don't know if it's a similar equivalent. If all of a sudden we won the lottery and we moved into a forty thousand square foot home with fifteen bedrooms and twenty bathrooms in a movie theater. Would you be overwhelmed or would you be like, oh, hells yeah. I would never want to live in such a big house. But would you be overwhelmed? No, because I've seen houses like this. And she must have too. On TV. Right, you've never seen those houses in real life. You've never seen 50,000 square foot houses with 20 bathrooms in real life. Never in real life, but. I I don't think you would be over. You'd be like, 
This is amazing. You'd be. I've been to nice houses. Yeah. In America, she yeah. has never been to anything beyond the, anything that wasn't made out of mud. Okay. I mean, listen, she kind of was overwhelmed, so I'm not going to get too into, into my think beliefs. I the hotel room that Tariq booked in the Philippines when she, he went was yeah. the nicest place she's ever seen in her entire life. But what his house is like five times nicer than that. I think his house is nicer than the hotel he booked in the Philippines. Okay. But. Not, not the way, he didn't keep it nicer. Oh, I'm saying, <laughs> I was literally just going to say, not the way he has it, if you removed everything from the house yeah. and clean it. Yeah. I think that was the overwhelming part was like, oh boy, I have a lot to clean. Yes. I've heard about Dyson vacuums here <laughs> in America. I hope you have one. I love Dyson. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but, starts- but I understand how, let's say, Oh, if she was from France, she would not be overwhelmed, right? Mm-hmm. If she was from even Ukraine and Russia, she would not be overwhelmed. But because we saw the conditions she grew up in, I believe she here's, could be overwhelmed. Here's my issue. It's just with the word overwhelmed. Because when I think about being overwhelmed, I think about being uncomfortable. I think about being scared. I think about being stressed. And when I think about a nicer, bigger house than the one I'm used to, I don't think about being stressed or scared or... Yes. Not you, but she actually said, I'm scared. This scares me. This is on you. Yeah, so because- I think overwhelmed perfectly describe how she actually felt because she said it herself. Because when we moved into a bigger place, you were overwhelmed because you know you'd have to clean it. You were like, oh boy, now I have to clean two Listen, bedrooms. Okay, one, I like to clean. I actually find pleasure in cleaning. Mm-hmm. Don't judge me. Mm-hmm. And two, I, all I was going to say is that, yes, it's more to clean. We have a nice, decent sized apartment now. Still like it, but I wasn't overwhelmed. No. But, I was happy. Okay, but you did make a comment. Uh, you know I'm going to have to clean this place. Yes, but then I was going to say, oh, you're going to help me. Do I? You're not helping right now, but you're going <laughs> to because we just got a new Dyson and it's really fun to clean with. Yeah, I hope, so I I'm hope just Hazel gonna, finds the I'm fun. I'm just going to assign you the fun task of vacuuming. Here's what I will say about Tariq's place. It is big. It's a big mess. Oh my God. Like who leaves an open yogurt or an applesauce on a kitchen counter with a spoon? Like either freaking eat it and toss it or, or donate it, cover it with something and put it in the fridge. Like, how many ants do you have, bro? You knew Hazel was coming. It was not a shot. She didn't, she didn't pull a Varya and knock on your door. That's a good point. And be, hey, you knew she was coming. You picked her up. Don't you want to make a good first impression? This is her first time in America. This is her first time at your place. Don't you want to clean up? If he didn't feel like, oh man, I don't want to clean Get a cleaning lady. Get a one-time cleaning lady. Yeah. It's not that expensive. Pawn your samurai sword. You can afford it. Not even that. You just bought a brand new suit. Like you could have had someone clean the house. Yeah. I just think there are two sets of clean standards. There's the guys and the girls. No, no, no. I'll give you that. Oh no, there are dirty girls. Oh, there's there just are different. Dirty. I've I've met a couple dirty girls in my life. Jesus, <laughs> there's just different. 
there are two groups of people, some who sees dirty and they think it's clean and some who sees clean and still think it's dirty. But you know how many times I cleaned my shower, for example, before we moved in together. And I was very shocked. Right. It wasn't often. Don't guys. repeat it. <laughs> All I'm saying is guys and girls have different ideas of what clean actually means. But at least for me, I straighten up. Like maybe I haven't changed my bed sheets in you know, a few weeks or months, but it still looks neat to the naked eye. Don't yeah. bring out a black light, but it still looks pretty neat. Jesus. Anyways, we're getting too Jesus. far. We got one more couple to talk about. But yeah, all I'm going to say is that Tariq is a dirty, dirty boy. Yeah. And he either needs to learn how to clean or get a cleaning lady or, or if Hazel is going to clean just appreciate her and learn from her. Yes, yes. Because your apartment was dirty. It was. It wasn't. And, even, I don't think it was an apartment. Oh, oh his, his house. His yeah. house, your house, Tariq, was dirty. <laughs> and the fact that you thought that it wasn't makes it even worse. And I just want to smack you in the face. All right. Let's talk about our last couple. Because this has gotten out of hand. Somehow we're almost two hours into oh, this thing. Oh, we this just lost the chat. This is crazy, right? But um, let's talk about Mike and Natalie. Let's talk about Mike and Natalie. Nothing happened, really, besides, like, you know, the Bojangles and the Horror House. But let's dive deep. Let's talk about that. So they're leaving that nice hotel in Seattle. Mm-hmm. They're going to meet up with Bojangles before they head home. And I get it. Natalie's nervous to me with Bojangles because she's concerned how Bo took the news that she's kicking him out. I was a little curious. How did Bojangles get to Seattle? Right. I, right? Was, confu- I was a little confused about where did I they meet up. I thought they were going to drive up to the little town and meet Bojangles there. But we don't know where they met. No, but it seemed like he they met in Seattle. Okay. So they they met somewhere. They get to this restaurant and I, I'm feeling the tension. It's awkward enough meeting family for for the first time, let alone family you kicked out of their own house. Mm-hmm. So Bojangles rolls in, looking like a roadie for Leonard Skinner. <laughs> but Natalie's <laughs> Natalie's like, oh wow, I like your outfit. Like I'm vibing your style. Bo, Bo you're the most stylish person I've ever met. Which. I think she said because Bo's wearing an American flag t-shirt. I think she was joking. No, she was dead serious. She, I liked Bo's style. I'm judging Natalie's style right now. I like I don't think I don't think Ukraine is the fashion capital of the world, but I just think that she liked he had a American flag on his t-shirt and she loves anything that reminds her I that she's American. I think she was American. looking at the orange. It wasn't a hat. It had a hole. There was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. But she was way more into Bojangles than I thought she was going to be. Very true. Let me bring this up and see if you even know what I'm referencing or agree. Okay. Have you seen Napoleon Dynamite? No. Okay. For anyone that's seen Napoleon Dynamite, for some reason it just hit me. Bojangles, Uncle Bo is totally Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Which, Therese is giving me this I weird blank stare. I can't say anything I'll about this. You. Remember, never mind. I, I was going to say something. It was going to give way too much information away. Anyway, 
Uncle Rico, Uncle Bo. I'm getting similar vibes. So Natalie brings up the whole living situation to Bo, saying she and Mike need their own personal space. And Bo's like, no hard feelings. I get it. She was being rude. What was she doing? She was like, oh, did you move out already? I know. And he's like, like, yeah. And she's like, yes. And then she realized it. And she's like, I mean, you know, it's like, we, we need some space. Like literally rude. Yeah. Yeah. It was. But. Bo was already on his third or fourth Jack and Coke at that point. Oh, yeah, because he's going to drink. He's going to drink. <laughs> as long as they bring them, I'm as drinking As long them. as they bring them, you know, it doesn't matter if it's five or 15. I love that attitude. I love that. I attitude. have that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. That's what I always say. Right. That's Sometimes a- I tell John, like, let's drink. And it's like 11 a.m. And he always shuts me down. Well, you heard me at the top of the show. <laughs> said you're no stranger to a Jack and Coke in the morning. I would not go for a Jack and Coke at 11 a.m., but... When we were in Nashville on our honeymoon, we were drinking whiskey at 10 a.m. And it was fabulous. It was fabulous. But I was just living that life. Like, my, our whole honeymoon, I my face was so swollen from the amount of alcohol we drank. Yes. And because... It was out of control. Oh, the fried food. We were trying to eat healthy and work out before the wedding, so we looked good. That immediately that all stopped on the honeymoon and our body was like, oh, we literally ate fried food for like five and fried food and drinking all day for five days straight. Basically, we didn't drink any water. It was the dream. (laughs) It really was the dream. (laughs) It really was. (laughs) So anyway, back to drunk Bo. He's slugging Jack and Cokes and Natalie starts to get into how she feels uncomfortable because she doesn't have the ring. Right. She's not wearing she's not wearing the ring. She doesn't want to tell people she's engaged if she's not wearing the ring. But who threw the ring away? Thank you. Whose fault is it, Natalie? Exactly. Natalie, whose fault is it? It's not like, oh, my good update from you. You threw it at him. You threw it away. Also, is Natalie not a vegan anymore? Because. Oh, she's eating clams. I don't know if she ate him. I wasn't paying that close of attention. I was too yeah, awestruck no, I, about Bojangles. I don't, I don't know if she ate him, but she like. She Mike was, was curious about him. No, Mike offered her clams. Like right. you would not offer clams to a vegan. No, well, because it's a, it's it's meat. It I it's, guess. A sh- it's shellfish. Hmm, that's a really interesting question because there's pescatarians. Yes, but vegans are just freaking vegans. I know, I know, but maybe she just mistook that. Well, I don't eat. Me, but I eat fish. But your dad is a pescatarian. Would he eat shellfish? Probably not. You see? But he eats fish. But not shellfish. I know, but maybe, I just don't think he likes it. Maybe because Natalie is being a little shellfish. Hey, <laughs> everyone. Yara's being shellfish. Natalie's being shellfish. That was good. So anyway, it's time to leave Seattle, head home to Washington. So they get in the car and apparently a blizzard starts out of nowhere. Yeah. Like there's just all these like different like scenes of like Natalie, like falling asleep in the car, trying to sleep on the mic who's actually <laughs> driving through the snow. Yeah. Driving through the snow. I know. One horse open slate. I just, I just threw it out there because it's Christmas. It is Christmas. So they arrive to Mike's house and Natalie's like, oh, this is a house. This is a house like in the movies. In the, the horror, horror movies. movies. I, uh, things are, things are really off to a good start here. I mean, it's literally the opposite of what's in the nice movies. Yeah. Yeah. 
Natalie's like, uh, there's nothing around here. Just me and trees. She was just probably trees. looking for someone in the, with a chainsaw. Just me and trees. I mean, this is where I thought she's probably wishing she didn't kick Bojangles out now. because Oh, totally. He would definitely protect. Bojangles looks like the type of guy that has high-level nunchuck skills. I think he would come out of a dark corner and protect them. But no, Natalie had to had to kick him down the road. Mm-hmm. Natalie is regretting that now. And then Natalie meets Mike's longest relationship to date. The cat. The cat. And Natalie immediately goes, I'm a dog person. <laughs> but like she was so like, like you could see her face. Her sitting in that big ass letter leather chair. Yeah. It is like two holes for drinks. Like literally you, <laughs> you don't see this chair anywhere but in America. I promise you guys. Because we're indulgent. Like literally I've, I've seen the chair on TV in America and I was like this is ridiculous. But, but tell me your dad would not love that oh, sofa. my dad would fucking love it. The dad, it just not it just, has come to they Europe. They just don't sell it in Europe. It just hasn't come to Europe but your dad is a man of leisure. He would love to relax with a glass of wine or like a Oh sliver. totally. Yeah so don't shit oh, on oh, it li- too hard. Oh listen I've sit in a chair like that and it was fabulous. Yes. So. It massages you a little bit. Yeah. Let's but, not get too high but, and mighty here. But you could see her sitting in that big ass American chair, just like freezing her, her ass. Her off. eyes are just like so big and out there, pulsing, tearing up because she yeah. is so. Her lost. tears are freezing on her face because it's and so I'm cold. And I'm comfortable, and the cat is walking around. <laughs> yeah, it is like a horror movie. I mean, this is this is the reality setting in for. Poor Nat. She doesn't even have a ring to keep her warm in this cold, cold house. No, like literally, she went from a beautiful, big ass, awesome, cool hotel in mm-hmm. Seattle yeah. to a little tiny house in the middle of nowhere, literally surrounded by the woods. Yeah, it's funny because I never thought of it that way. But Mike kind of set himself up for failure by booking that sweet ass he hotel. Because Natalie was like, oh, this is America. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Fast forward 24 hours and you're in a shack in the middle of the woods. Not yeah. so great. So I'm very curious if she's going to last because I don't know how far is the closest store. <laughs> but I'm going to guess it's definitely not around the corner. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's got to get used to and like, this. And like, I would have anxiety. Listen, I love going and being in the nature, and you know, we go sometimes and we book these trips where we book like cabins, just the two of us. It's amazing. But yeah, I, have I would knife. not. I have a knife now, and I cut my finger off with. Okay, it. not even John's knife. It's beautiful for a week or two, right? Yeah. Or for the weekend, I would not want to live there because I would. I still need people. I need people. And I feel mm-hmm. Natalie feels the same. I think so too. I think you're right. All right. I feel like if he brought her out there, like, Hey, are we going to spend a week <laughs> here? Get to know each other. You know, I think it would be fabulous. No, that was life slapping her in the face. Oh, Just, oh big time. this is my future. This is it. This mm-hmm. is how, this is how it ends. Basically. Just me, Mike and the cat. And Bojangles probably coming back. I mean, I'm I'm sure she's going to ask him eventually, can you please come back? <laughs> I'm kind of alone right now. I need someone to talk to. But I'm very curious how this is going to unfold because she is a city girl. Mike called her a city girl and she is from Kiev, Ukraine. Totally. The largest city 
in Ukraine. Like yep. she is used to living in a city where you have everything you need within a walking distance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not in Mike's house. So I'm, I'm very excited to see how this relationship is going to progress. Yeah, love it, love it. Okay, um, Stephanie and Ryan, we're going to meet next week. Finally. That's sort of a couple I'm looking forward to. This is Stephanie the Cougar, she's 52, Ryan 27. I'm curious, why, why, why are they postponing it so much? The fact that it's been three episodes, mm-hmm. we haven't met them, concerns me a little bit. But maybe they're saving the best for the last. Maybe they know some of these other couples are going to sort of dry up. Their storyline is going to dry up and we need this. But we're going to meet them, Rebecca and Ziad. Nothing Mm. new from them this week, but they'll be back with so much Mm -hmm. next week, I think. So much much drama. Um, So that's it. That was long. I don't know why we got so long there because I feel like we we, love chatting. I know, but we went an hour on the live last night. I feel like we should have gotten all our thoughts out there. We just love chatting. We love 90. We love chatting. We Mm -hmm. love you guys. We love each other. There's a lot of love. So much love. And yeah, I was just going to say, I just realized that this is the last podcast before Christmas. That's what I was going to say. You You, if you guys listen closely, I was about to say Merry Christmas, but then Teresa. So let's stole say my to, thunder. Let's say together. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas to you all. And so much love and happiness. <laughs> and I hope so San, Santa brings you some gifts, but most importantly, love and happiness. <laughs> because I think that's the most important for the Czech people, I hope baby Jesus brings you the same. Yes. Like love and happiness. So Merry Christmas. I hope you guys find all of that, but I also hope you make sure to subscribe to the podcast. I that hope would you, be our Christmas gift. I hope you leave a review. And Another Christmas gift. I hope you follow us on Instagram at 90 Day Crazy in Love. Please do. And, you know, message us if you have anything to say or you have, you know, any thoughts, We're here we to would chat. love to hear. We love to chat. We love to hear feedbacks. So please let us know and Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas. We've talked long enough. This is the longest episode to date. We apologize for that. Do you have anything else to say? I hope you don't because we've gone on too long. I do, but I'm not going to go we'll there. It. We'll talk I'm to you guys. save it for next We'll week. talk to you guys on Instagram. Um... We'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.